This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. What? Jody, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Okay, now. I hope you fucking overdose on cocaine! Now, let's say Po'Boys Podcast. Welcome to the Po'Boys Podcast! How can we fuck your day up? <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome to the Pub Boys Podcast. We don't think rape is good, but we turn a blind eye. Rape, 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 rape on the first fucking date. I have this thing where sometimes my mouth is faster than my filter, and uh, I say some shit that occasionally I do regret. <laughs> I never apologize for it, but. You know, I'll make some racial jokes here and there that I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't really feel that way. And I don't know necessarily want people to think that I feel that way. But I just I can't help myself. Like my instinct knows it's the funniest thing to say in the moment. And I'm not going to miss out on an opportunity to make people laugh. I asked my black friend today if he'd ever tried Kool-Aid. Now, preemptively <laughs> before that, I was just like, hey, man, I'm going to say something to you right now. <laughs> and. I, I just don't want to assume because I don't want to be that guy. But I was just like, have you ever tried grape Kool-Aid? It was an honest question. And he kind of, I got the reaction I was wanting. So sometimes I think, you know, like brutal, honest, absurd things like that, that can be just as funny. Because what's worse, me assuming that you know what grape Kool-Aid tastes like or me asking you if you know what grape Kool-Aid tastes like? Like what, which is more offensive to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid fucking question. What did he say? Yeah, he knew what grape Kool-Aid tasted like. Motherfucker, <laughs> like, it was great. <laughs> but that's definitely something that white people don't fucking have. We don't have that brand loyalty like black folks and fucking Mexicans. They see somebody fighting, they're all going to get involved. They're like, cool, let's just do this. I saw a video, I think, uh, old shout out to Lon Flamingo, John Buchanan. He fucking said there was a video where that white guy was walking around pulling up black dude's pants, which mm. is... When I saw Grizzly Man, I knew, like, oh, this guy's going to get eaten. Is I didn't even have to watch any of the thing. I saw the title, and I go, okay, yeah, he's going to die. So <laughs> the idea of somebody pranking, you know, a black dude by walking behind him and pulling his pants up, I just assumed he was going to die. So he, he got lucky, I think. But, yeah, just some other random black dude ran out of the bodega and punched this guy in the face for no fucking reason. Just happened to see one black dude turn around and start yelling at a white kid, and then he just ran out and gave him a right cross. Pow! <laughs> don't prank black people. They don't fucking like that shit. They like magic. You want to make friends with black people? Learn a goddamn card trick. But don't walk around and jump out of a trash can or you might get shot. Or at least punched in the fucking head. Motherfucker ass tits, cunt cock, motherfucker shit, ass tits, motherfucker shit. Come on. Pickety Shit, motherfucker ass tits, cunt cock, motherfucker shit, ass tits, motherfucker shit. Come on. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. You take that fuck up off of the wall, put it down on the floor with the shit in a glass bowl.
What? Yo, here's another little piece of advice. Fine. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. It's a stack. A fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. I make references to weaponry. Hello. Ancient or new, I wear bullet. Welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight, special guest a fellow podcast degenerate terrible person made a few appearances on their show and uh they've become quite good friends as of late half of the hosts of the fart mouth podcast tyler hey buddy how you doing hey that motherfucker jody b i'm doing pretty good yeah um yeah that song reminds me of uh blink 182 did a song where it was like uh, George Carlin's The Seven Words You Can't Say on TV. I'm familiar. I listened to it uh, two days ago, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I, I like bad words. I do, too. And that's why I, I played that song. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Solid choice. Yeah. So I figured we could have a little fun tonight. Maybe play with some bad words. Maybe not. I don't know. We're uh, It's just you and me. So, you know, no interference, no live chats, no bullshit. So this is our opportunity to just hang out, buddy. How you been? Oh, not so bad. Uh, it's getting cold, and I'm getting more and more fucking pissed off. So all the episodes that we're doing lately of Fartmouth are more aggressive, less uh, making sillies and more airing grievances. You do seem a little more annoyed as of late, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, because I think you're kind of funny when you're mad, personally. <laughs> I think that the fuck you, you piece of shit segment has probably become my favorite. Now, don't get me wrong. You've got some good segments. I've Unfortunately, Would You Rather is one of those things that I've heard over the last however many years I've been listening. So I still enjoy you guys' take, but I tune out for that one. But Fuck You, You Piece of Shit is one of my favorites because most of those grievances <laughs> I understand and I, I've sympathized with and I feel you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the episodes that you've been on have been some of our best of all time. Um, and Easy. I think on our last one that we did with you, we did some fucky piece of shit. I don't know. It's weird when we have a guest on cause Jake and I, my co-host, we just have such a, a weird chemistry where we just bounce off of each other, like high energy Chinese ping pong. Yeah. Of just degenerate bullshit that, uh, whenever there's a third person, like, we end up looking at each other like, now do we talk? <laughs> right. Is it your turn? You go. Yeah. Well, it's a hard thing to do with just two people when you're not sitting next to each other. So you guys have that advantage, and it does really kind of throw it off. Because I imagine you're just watching on a TV in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. I think the last time I saw you, it was both of y'all kind of, y'all were touching elbows or something, sitting there making out. And uh, I mean, that was cool, <laughs> but it definitely would throw it off, especially if you got some laggy internet connection. Yeah, and it's an advantage in a lot of ways, but it's also a disadvantage now because the cocksucker tested positive for COVID. Again? (laughs) Well, I mean, this is like his third uh, COVID scare. He keeps hanging out with people that fucking suck on doorknobs or something because... That's what I was going to say. I'm starting to question his judgment, man. Like, he seems like (laughs) a nice guy, but I don't know if he makes the best fucking decisions. Yeah, well... I think his coworker tested positive and then he got tested and he was okay. But then his dad tested positive and he went and got tested. He just texted me today. I haven't even replied to him yet. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say, but, uh, yeah. old Jakey boy is down with the vid and, uh, he only weighs like 110 pounds. So he might actually fucking keel over. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
A good co-host is hard to find, especially in a small townish area. You guys are looking for a third mic already. It's going to be even harder to fill the second seat. Jake, don't die from the Rona, dude. What a pussy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like the you're talking about the segments and shit. <clears throat> Everything that we come up with, like there's n- not a whole lot of forethought that goes into it. And uh, the quest for a third was like a, a on a whim. I think we we're just like let's uh for like a month or two straight let's have a guest every week and we'll we'll just figure it out and then like the day of recording the first guest on that whole stint i was like let's just pretend like we're looking for yeah for a sure third mic on the show let people come in and really give it a shot that'd be great so where do i sign <laughs> up it's just a joke dickhead <laughs> yeah well I, I hate doing the same thing that everyone else does and i know that's kind of funny to say when we have a segment called would you rather extreme but yeah, it's we, better. It's way different because you guys do extreme. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, we add a little. We take some stuff that other people do and we put a twist on it. And with the interviewing guests, I just get so tired of hearing people ask the same questions sometimes. Uh, especially if it's a person that isn't necessarily the most interesting person in the world. Right. And I like to think that uh, I've been doing this dumb shit long enough that I can make anybody funny. Um, I have met a couple of challenges on that, and there's been a couple of people that I've kind of turned down as guests because I don't think I can make them funny. But Are you going to name names? Are you going to write it down well, on a piece of paper and show me? And that with how the gay people do it on podcasts, they're like, I don't want to say it out loud. Let me write it's down not my that I'm. Name. It's not that I'm afraid because I'm not. It's that nobody knows who the fuck they are. Like, I could tell you it's our, uh, somebody that you and I both know that nobody else knows named Val. That's a dirty little fucking Jew. Yeah. That... He's just impossible to make funny. I thought the same thing today because you know, I kind of had a moment where I I went down a list of maybe three people in my mind that I would want to talk to. And I said, I haven't talked to Val like that. But then I realized like Val's fun to play with. And I love Val. But I don't know if I could sit and have like a, an episode with him just right off the bat because I wouldn't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. He's Val. Like, I don't know how to steer <laughs> that fucking boat. Well, I, I think I found the only way that you could possibly make him interesting is to kind of make him the butt of a, a long ongoing joke. So like I do a show called Val knows everything about everything where he and I bring on guests every week and we do a trivia game. And the whole object of the game is, I mean, number one to make an entertaining show for like the 40 or 50 people that are going to hear it Two to me just to fucking be mean to Val because he's so goddamn annoying. Right. The object is Val loses. That's the hope. I blew it. Matter of fact, yeah, that's just we're going to bring you up old shit. I fucking blew it, man. <laughs> you know how upsetting that was? I sat there and coasted. <laughs> I'm just going to wait till they fucking finish talking out there. To be fair, I can't hear it. I know, but that's the problem. It's I can and I shouldn't be able to hear it. So that's the problem. It's fucked up because I know she's got it, but it makes me anxious because I can hear it. I can hear him talking and I can hear her talking. And I'm like, just hit him. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Something heavy. You know, like a shoe. whenever we had you on the first time, you were one of the first guests we ever had. Um, I think we'd had one or two here and there, but they were not, I don't know. It was just different. And when we had you on, uh, they, we had just had another person move into the building that we record in and they're like a fucking shitty cover band and (laughs) i got there yeah and they do like music that i hate like three doors down and stuff like that and uh 
they had just moved into the building. I didn't even know they were they existed yet. And I fucking walk in. We're recording late at night like we always do with you. And uh, they were just jamming away on some old bullshit, disgusting butt rock music. And I was like, fuck, dude. We got like 20 minutes until we're supposed to record with this guy. And we're just all we're going to hear the entire time is shitty drumming next door. And Can you take me <laughs> exactly. You gotta but stop. We got lucky, and they uh, they finished right whenever we were about to start. I was yeah. pretty lucky. Um, the outside interference is a it's always a fun thing. So you guys, you actually have like a studio space, so that's cool. At least you've got like a clubhouse, a little hideout that probably helps to the uh, your environment. It's like the safety yeah. safe. Yeah, and and <clears throat> I just recently moved in with my girlfriend, and uh, she has a pretty sizable basement that's like partially finished. And I've thought about moving all of our stuff down there. But the more I think about it, like the stuff that we talk about, like I've made, I've made her promise to never listen to our show because some of the stuff that I say on there, like it's not necessarily that I'm ashamed of it. It's that she might look at me differently if she knows that I think that way. (laughs) It's kind of hard to refer people to the show too. Like, you know, you want to. No, you don't like want to. Oh, check out. I'm the best at this. But it's like, this is something that I put my my creativity in. Would you check? Yeah. No, don't check it out, as a matter of fact, because I don't want to have a conversation about this later. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've got, I don't know, five to what, somewhere between one and five percent of the people that I know I'm willing to tell them about the show. It's a really low percentage because we talk about some wild stuff. And I say a lot of shit that I don't actually believe that I just think is the funniest thing to say at the moment. I love absurd just for the fun of it. It's one of my favorite things. And I didn't grow up with it per se. When I was a kid and I came across stuff like that, just I'm an Aristocats person or Aristocats. I always fuck that up. I like the movie, the Aristocats, (laughs) the Disney movie. Mm -hmm. I like the Aristocrats joke. I like just kind of gross and and how bad can you make it? So it's always been something that I appreciate. And I feel like you have that same thing going on. Yeah. I like to catch people off guard. (laughs) A lot of my humor is just uh, lull people into a false sense of security and then call them a faggot. I heard somebody pull that off on a show I listened to recently. The guy got all pissed off, like legit pissed, hollering, and they were going back and forth. And he reeled him in one more time just to call him a faggot. It was so good. Like everybody in the room just exploded with laughter. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do there. Yeah. He got legit pissed. He's like, you know, I think I might have an idea as to what the problem might be. And he was like, you want to hear my honest opinion? And he goes, all right, what? And he goes, I think you're a faggot. It's <laughs> just. <laughs> hanging off the rim put his nuts right in his face again it was the best it's funny you say that i've been more annoyed lately honestly it's just like i used to have a very carefree job and i recently took a job as in management at a different company and i've been like dealing with a lot of stress at work and stuff and i've been getting into altercations with people a lot i just i don't put up with shit um i like to fuck around and joke around outside of work but when i'm at work like i don't put up with bullshit and i actually got into a real big fucking argument with an older guy at work the other day and it's just i don't know it's putting me on edge more and uh i keep getting sick and it's getting cold there's just nothing in my life right now that's making me think funny i'm just thinking angry jesus christ man well maybe you should write it down you can make angry funny like that's one good thing that I think you do have is not everybody can do that. And I've heard you go off on a rant a few times on your show. Do you have any fucky you piece of shit right now you'd like to share with me? You want to air air grievance? You won't hear it again for months. 
So you would have forgotten <laughs> about it. You'd be like, oh, I remember I was pissed off about that thing. I could get pretty specific. This fucking guy, that what he did that pissed me off was that he was mad at somebody else and he started fucking yelling at me to take his shit out without getting too in the weeds of what happened. I needed to move something somewhere. He didn't want it there, but I was just doing what I was told by my boss. And he tried to call him to bitch at him saying he didn't want it put there. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm only doing what I was told. And he starts escalating and getting more and more angry. Like I'm totally cool with arguing people. I love confrontation. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. Like, especially when I'm right, when I'm right, I love being able to tell someone to go fuck themselves and if they want to threaten me with violence, it's all the much better because, as you know, I practice jujitsu. Don't I tell anybody. Everybody's going to think you're being a tool bag. <laughs> I might. I'm say. I will choke a motherfucker out in a cubicle. Is all I'm trying to say. Or on a dock, yeah. a loading dock, whatever the thing might be. I'm more than capable. Right. So he he can't get a hold of the guy to yell at him. So he starts yelling at me, and I'm just like, "Look, dude, I get it. You're stressed out. You got a lot of shit you're dealing with. Right. But." I'm just doing my job, so I don't care. We're both on and the clock here, doing- guy. Like, I don't know what to say. You're you're doing what you're telling me. Like, cool, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this is a guy that's, like, well-known for, like, losing his temper and shit. And I'm just like, I don't care. We all get angry, but, like, I treat people with respect. I've had to borrow shit from him before, and I call him and ask him if I can borrow. I don't have to do that. Like, Nothing in the building he owns. I could go take whatever the fuck I want and put it back when I'm done. That's just how shit works. But I am nice enough to call the guy and ask him if I can borrow something that's technically in his area. Whatever. The point is, he starts yelling at me, and he keeps yelling at me, and keeps yelling at me. He didn't poke you, did he? No. If he touched me, I would have broke his fucking jaw. (laughs) I heard about that recently, and it's I'm right there with you. I love when my wife touches me. Like She's the only person, really, though. My kid, too. I mean, you know, we fucking play around and shit, but I'm really weird about personal space. And I think most people are to an extent. Mm-hmm. I don't mind you getting in my personal space. Like, as long as you're not being, you know, confrontated. Like, if we're just hanging out or you're fucking, I, you can almost touch me and I don't care. But like you said, like unnecessarily touching me or fucking for no reason, I've got a real short fuse. My face in particular, like I've had people do that, like not a lot. And I'm not saying that, you know, it was just somebody walked up and poked me in the face, but just like sometimes even my kid, I don't, you know, I've got a really weird reaction to that shit, man. (laughs) I just don't touch, don't, don't touch me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty bad with it. Like people will brush up against me and I'll fucking shove them like away from me. Come back. Come on, motherfucker. (laughs) I don't like being touched. I don't know. I like, well, I'm glad he yelled at you and didn't cross that line, though. That was my point. It's just like yeah, a little finger poke in the chest, man, sometimes can be a little too much. <laughs> and as management, well, yeah. you don't want to have to earn that fucking title of beating the shit out of some guy in your office, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm a completely different person in a work environment than I am uh, outside of work because I don't mind even yelling at a friend and cursing at them and uh, – cussing him out and all that shit but he started cussing at me and for some reason that set me off like because then it's like he's actually showing real aggression and anger his tone of voice and the things he was saying to me so i just i don't know i i don't like going off on people at work especially in front of people that i'm in charge of because one of my one of my drivers was there and i yelled at him like real loud i don't fucking care jim shut the fuck up or we're gonna have a problem (laughs) And he started to apologize. And I said, I don't give a fuck if you're sorry, motherfucker. Shut your fucking mouth before I smack you. That's good. It's always nice when somebody tries to apologize and you're not ready to accept it. And you just say, I don't want you to be sorry. I want you to shut the fuck up. That's all. 
Thank you. Have a nice day. Apologizing before I'm ready to be apologized to is a, is a way to make me even more angry. That's I'm sorry. Sure. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I really, really don't. Well, that's different too because, like he said, even if it's like some sort of a lead or managerial person, you don't need other people fucking talking to you that way in front of other people that work under you or around you or anything else. Like it sets a bad precedent. So that's his bad. Yeah. He should have. He should have known his fucking role. There is exactly zero people that I would allow to talk to me like that. Right. Let, let alone some motherfucker at work. And some old motherfucker that I barely know that I already don't like. Work environment is very important, dude. I've had a few of them, and I can tell the difference between a good one and a bad one. And people will tell me these stories, and I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry that you fucking almost get into fist fights every day with your dickhead friends at work. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I also have like a negativity bias because most of the time my job is super easy and I do absolutely nothing. Right. It's only the bad parts that I remember. Yeah. And then it's like my whole fucking day is ruined. <laughs> so it actually wasn't even probably, that bad. This is probably really boring for everyone who's listening. It's just me complaining about my petty white ass fucking first world problems with work. I don't care about these people. Fuck them. I'm talking to you. This is my buddy. I will say this, though. So, to, to switch gears, we were talking about bad words, and you said getting cursed out. Like, cursing to me is an art. It always has been. And it's funny, because uh, I talked to you recently about John Valby. Uh, did you, how deep into that hole did you get with that video I sent you, the old guy that was playing the piano in the bar? Oh, oh, fuck, I forgot about it. I haven't watched any okay. of it. Yeah, you didn't go very far. Yeah. So, I was fucking around earlier. And uh, I found a couple of little spots on my Amazon player uh, of his stuff. I didn't know if you'd want to, but they're all short, obviously, because he's a performer. But uh, I would like to share a couple of these with you if you would like to understand. Like, I heard a lot of these when I was younger. Like, I used to LimeWire and Kazaa and shit like this. Like, I'd find one and learn who the artist was. And then I would just mm-hmm. artist search, you know, try to find as much shit as I could. Yeah. Damn. And, uh, dude, there's a couple of these. This is the kind of stuff that made me fall in love with him because it's, I know that he's just a dirty old man and he seems like he has been forever. He's still alive. I, I don't think he performs much. Uh, I think he actually is, has a hard time with life right now. But just to know <laughs> that at one point this dude was ripping this shit, it, uh, it makes me happy. The only thing that sucks is like a lot of it are recordings in bars, you know, with uh, people. Like musical comedy is a fucking field all in itself. And a guitar is one thing, but like the piano, man, that's one of those things that if you can pull that off, I think you can you can really make some shit happen like this guy. That's why I admire him so much. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about generational gaps in some of this shit? Like, I'm a huge fucking fan of Bo Burnham. Like, when I was, I mean, we're about the same age, he and I. And I know you're not that much older than me, but like, he does a lot of piano and, and guitar comedy based shit and Growing up, I was always fascinated with how like insanely talented he was at such a young age. I think that it's almost like a hack in the matrix of comedy. You know, I, a lot of the people that I like, Stephen Lynch, Rodney Carrington, like there's a few of those guys in there. Larry the Cable Guy was okay, but that was more of a gimmick. Those other guys actually did that shit for many, many years, like traveled around playing their stupid songs with their guitars and stuff. And it's... Yeah, man, that's a tough road, and if you can figure it out like, and be yourself, I think that's a pretty goddamn handy thing. So here we go. This is, you know the song The Rose? The fucking, the, that classic is, Some say love, it is a do 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 That yeah. fucking shit. So this is him doing his thing. Yeah. 
dichotomy of words in this guy's fucking songs makes me happy like i didn't know how many curse words existed until i started listening to this dude's fucking music and his poems and stuff dr dirty john valby i think he's from new jersey maybe he's just an old dirty loud obnoxious fucking dickhead with a piano and he's amazing i'm sad that i never got to see him play live because it sounds like it would have been a really good fucking time man fuck yeah I love that shit. I mean, that's basically a musical version of what we do on our shows. It is. That's why I wanted you to show it to you. Like, it's funny, man. And I don't know. I like to draw inspiration from stuff like this. Not necessarily copy it, but it's funny when you start hearing other people that are just fucking... I'm sure he would walk around the house in his underwear and sing shit like this. This is how that song was born. You know, he heard the song on the radio one day and was annoyed. He had a bad day and he was just pissed off. And he was like, some say love it is an asshole you know it's it's mm-hmm. funny to me songwriters in particular are, are really cool because i don't think they can turn it off like i think they're always thinking of stupid shit little ditties and lines and stuff and it's funny because this is just a dirty old man <laughs> and he's a fucking dirty song factory yeah i mean that's exactly what jake is honestly like we do song parodies on our show and yeah. jake writes probably a, a solid 80 percent of them a lot of times we'll sit down and do them together like if we want to do a longer one um and we bounce ideas off of each other but uh, we fucking love that shit and like growing up for me it was uh eddie murphy like i had all these even as a young kid i had all these fucked up w- wicked weird thoughts in my head and to hear somebody like stand in front of a bunch of people and say faggot and stuff like cracked me up so much yeah I think, like, one of the biggest moments in, like, seeing, like, dirty dirty comedy was the first time I saw Robin Williams live on Broadway. So, it was, like, 2001, maybe, two, three, early aughts. Up until then, he was the genie. He was Mrs. Doubtfire. I had never mm-hmm. even, never even come close to hearing shit like that, you know, and somebody turned me on to, oh, you should check this out, and I think from then on, like, all I wanted was dirty comedy. Like, I wanted the filthiest, fucking raunchiest, nastiest shit I could find. And that was about the time I found him. There was some real masters. <laughs> masters of the universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we're lucky that we live in this era, because I'm sure, like, back before any of this was acceptable, and even, even in a little bit of a way, you know, it's still, like, I don't know, the way that people are these days with their PC-ness and shit, like, it's starting to revert back a little bit. But back in, like, the 70s when that Lenny Bruce guy was getting arrested for saying jive turkey on stage. Oh, John, hey, there's a couple of uh, dickhead songs that I don't feel comfortable playing in, you know, traffic. He's got that Lisa Lampanelli thing, and it's the best example I can give you because that was kind of her gimmick. She was a big, fat 
foul mouth fucking bitch who fucking who fuck black dudes and said a bunch of crazy shit but it's like because she would assault everybody mm-hmm. people were cool with it i guess yeah uh, John Valby has a Christmas song called Leroy the Big Lip. It's kind of funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever asked anybody else's opinion on it, to be honest with you. It might be a little much these days. <laughs> well, um, I have this thing where sometimes my mouth is faster than my filter. And uh, I say some shit that occasionally I do regret. I never apologize for it, but, you know, I'll make some racial jokes here and there that I'm like, I don't know. I don't really feel that way, and I don't know necessarily want people to think that I feel that way, but I just, I can't help myself. Like, my instinct knows it's the funniest thing to say in the moment, and I'm not going to miss out on an opportunity to make people laugh. I asked my black friend today if he'd ever tried Kool-Aid. Now, preemptively, before that, I was just like, hey, man. I'm going to say something to you right now, <laughs> and I, I just don't want to assume, because I don't want to be that guy. But I was just like, have you ever tried grape Kool-Aid? It was an honest question, and he kind of, I got the reaction I was wanting. So sometimes I think, you know, like brutal, honest, absurd things like that, that can be just as funny. Because what's worse, yeah. me assuming that you know what grape Kool-Aid tastes like, or me asking you if you know what grape Kool-Aid tastes like? Like, what? which is more offensive to you? <laughs> <laughs> It's a solid fucking question. What did he say? Yeah, he knew what grape Kool-Aid tasted like. Motherfucker, <laughs> like, it was great. <laughs> I love it when you can find somebody that <clears throat> is either, like, a minority or gay or transgender or someone like that that has a good sense of humor and can, like, not just take the joke, but, like, keep going with it. Oh, somebody that can play ball? They're hard to find, yeah. man. I think if you're going to be one of those kind of people, especially as a podcaster, you kind of have to do this long enough that you don't get your feelings hurt anymore. And it takes a while for a lot of people, man. Some people have it right out the gate. I've met some heartless motherfuckers that sit behind a microphone and talk shit into the internet. But other people, yeah, they still, they, their feelings, man. It, it takes a long time for them to actually be funny over whatever you said something that they didn't like or it maybe wasn't all the way true. <laughs> they got all yeah. mad. Yeah, and the problem is, like, I've I have a bunch of black cousins, and I grew up around a lot of the that culture. And uh, in high school, one of my best friends, his name was Lavar. He was this black kid I used to skateboard with, and we could joke around with each other, and it was never like mean spirited or bad natured or anything. But he was such a good sport that he'd get into a group of white dudes and. Everybody would feel like, oh, this one's a cool one. We can just use them as a punching bag and just drop all of our most racist and fucked up things. And it's like, (laughs) you said it best. There's a difference between racial and racist jokes. Like, racist joke is when they get hurt in the end. A racial joke is just like a silly play on a stereotype. But they're just like all the racist jokes. And it's like so fucking uncomfortable and now he feels obligated to go along with it or he'll be an asshole for getting offended i think that's like joke rape technically right when you just make somebody lay back and take it yeah pretty much he nailed it it's especially hard to watch when it's racist joke rape it's not fun to watch when it's like an employee employer you're not going to see that in a lot of big companies 
but unfortunately, I travel to a lot of you know, kind of podunk out in the middle of nowhere fucking places. But let's just say Earl's Tire Shop doesn't have an HR department. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's some offhanded shit that might come out of somebody's mouth, and even I got to check my shoulder and be like, you know, Trey's right outside, man. Like, you need to calm that shit down. <laughs> You're going to be here with him all day. I'm just here to say hi and drop off some shit. Yeah, it's especially unsettling when it's like a male boss with a female employee and you're just like, bro, I get it. You think it's funny, but at the end of the day, she feels absolutely fucking horrible when you do shit like that. I wonder, do you think it's more prevalent in Indiana or Arkansas? What do you think has more of it, huh? It's probably a toss up, uh, right? (laughs) I think I think Indiana geographically is like misplaced, like Indiana should be right next to Arkansas and Mississippi and Alabama because like, you fit it's, in. It's one of the tall skinnies. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty backwards here still. You know, like uh, we still have the federal minimum wage. We still have people that drop in bombs like casually. I had it. One of my oh my god, I, I I feel bad admitting this, but one of my best guys on my crew said the uh, n word today at work and. I just had to walk away because I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do about this. And there were two black guys standing like maybe 15 feet away. And it wasn't like he was saying it. He said nigger rigged. And I was just like, fuck, you can't say that, dude. Like, yeah, man. You can't say cotton picking. Like there are certain things, man. You just got to know your fucking role. I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know what to do with stuff like that. Like, Come this on, is my first- bro. You can't. You can't do that. That's not okay. My wife says. <laughs> you should have. When people do that shit, she looks them right in the face and she goes, you're better than that. Come on now. <laughs> There's something along those lines. Tries to, yeah. to hadouken that shit back on them. But yeah, it's it's a, a lot more prevalent than you would think it would be in Joe Biden's America 2021, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, and it's sad because I'm uh, the boss in my 20s and I got a 50 or 60 something year old man that I have to tell him to stop. It's like you should be old enough to to know better, man. Like, say whatever you want in your garage, but you're on the payroll of a nonprofit, you dumb fuck. Shut up. I'm going to say this. So, fuck you, you piece of shit segment for today for me is uh, old assholes. Listen, I get it. You've had a rough life, but you made it, man. You, you're still alive. Don't be a, just an asshole for no reason and drop N-bombs frivolously in front of your fucking black co-workers and your white managers. This is the rudest goddamn shit. Just walking around all day bitching and complaining because you made bad life decisions. It's not yeah. my fucking fault that you work here, dude. Especially when those motherfuckers are like, oh, they see my complexion. And they're like, oh, fellow white man, join me in my racism. Like, don't rope me into your shit, you fucking scumbag. Fuck off. Like, I, I'm all good I over like here. Making, yeah, I love making jokes like that. To my friends that understand that I'm being goofy and I'm just saying it to for shock value, but right. you're just like casually calling something the N-word in front of people that, oh man, just don't rope me into it just because I'm white, motherfucker. I'm not on your team. Yeah, that loyalty, man. And that's I don't want to be stealing other people's jokes because I'm pretty sure I've heard that somewhere else. But that's definitely something that white people don't fucking have. We don't have that brand loyalty like black folks and fucking Mexicans. They see somebody fighting, they're all going to get involved. They're like, cool, let's just do this. I saw a video, I think, uh, old shout out to Lon Flamingo, John Buchanan. He fucking said there was a video where that white guy was walking around pulling up black dude's pants, which Mm. is 
when I saw Grizzly Man, I knew like, oh, this guy's going to get eaten. Is I didn't even have to watch any of the thing. I saw the title, and I go, okay, yeah, he's going to die. So <laughs> the idea of somebody pranking, you know, a black dude by walking behind him and pulling his pants up, I just assumed he was going to die. So he, he got lucky, I think. But yeah, just some other random black dude ran out of the bodega and punched this guy in the face for no fucking reason. Just happened to see one black dude turn around and start yelling at a white kid, and then he just ran out and gave him a right cross. Pow! <laughs> don't prank black people. They don't fucking like that shit. They like magic. You want to make friends with black people? Learn a goddamn card trick. But don't walk <laughs> around and jump out of a trash can, or you might get shot, or at least punched <laughs> in the fucking head. And you they're, know, not, I, they're I, not even going to say they're sorry about it. Like, that's your fault. <laughs> you should have known better. They don't play that shit, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm like one of the least politically correct people you probably know. Uh, so I say this with a very heavy heart, but it, there's something inherently racist about shooting prank videos in the hood trying to get violent reactions out of black people. Like, you're just trying to perpetuate that stereotype that they're criminals and violent and scary. Like, Well, there's no difference in that fucking video of the white lady that was like, help, this black dude's trying to kill my dog or whatever, and she fucking strangled her little poodle. You remember that video over the COVID summer where there's just a black dude walking in the park and the lady was like, this black guy is fucking raping my dog or whatever. I don't remember what she said. Maybe I'm paraphrasing, but... I didn't see that, but that's fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. And I think she got fired. They might have took her dog away. It was this whole thing. <sighs> Just asking for trouble. Don't be doing that shit, man. We ain't yeah. got time for that. I liked it better when uh, it was just people on Ambien tweeting racist shit. Like <laughs> that lady that said she was going to Africa and was going to get AIDS or something. You know what's bad is I just learned to abbreviate Roseanne when she fucked around and did what she did. And then just, she got railroaded and now she's not famous no more. Eh, she's, I mean, she's already out of her mind. That wasn't surprising. Uh, I didn't grow up had- watching Roseanne, so I didn't get all the other fucking shit. So I got later Roseanne and just her antics and shenanigans, the highlight reel. I like Roseanne. I think she's fine. Not sexy, but, like, I think she's great. I think she's fucking pretty goddamn groundbreaking for a lady comic, and I don't say that lightly. Yeah. So, good for her, but, yeah, lay off the ambient and Twitter, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't personally think what she said was terribly racist. I'm not saying that she doesn't drop the occasional N-bomb, because I don't know Roseanne like that. But it just so happened that the conversation she had, I don't think she had all of her facts straight. And we're at a time where racism is in the eye, or what is it? The bigot is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. You can make anything as racist as you fucking want it to be. You just got to be <laughs> on guard for some dumb motherfucker like me to tweet something out. And then, yeah, you could probably cancel me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's a certain level of awareness that most people should have that just avoid using any reference to apes or monkeys in any sense of the word i would i wouldn't even call like a little kid a monkey i used to have a friend whose kid uh she was really weird she would like run around on all fours like a gorilla and i just stopped saying that because i was just like i don't want to (laughs) fucking i want to risk the wrong person hearing me be like quit running around like a monkey (laughs) you call her you call my baby a monkey Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just don't compare people to monkeys. We didn't evolve from monkeys or anything. Which I still I'm not totally sold on either. Maybe Bigfoots. That's why we can't find them, you know? Yeah. 
you there's two things that bore me to fucking death and that's religion and politics yeah inevitably you start talking about evolution and paul and uh religion comes into it religion's been a fucking heavy-handed lately i i don't know was it i think it was doug's show yesterday Uh, either they asked or somebody else asked about if anybody's parents or relatives had actually been you know freaking out hard about this whole change of the presidency like people that legit yeah. and somebody even responded they were like yeah my aunt legit thinks that fucking that Jesus or God himself put Donald Trump in the white house and the fact that he's out now is the work of the devil and that you know this that and the other and it's funny at the time but you're just like me you've met these kind of people like at the fucking gas station like you know they're out there legit crazy people that think that this is like the world's done like it's over they're gonna start fucking well you know it's only a matter of time to the fucking blah 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 and like in the next three or four years they could legitimately hurt themselves or somebody else all it takes is one more thing <laughs> yeah americans are fucking stupid like the the vast majority of americans are fucking dumb like the average iq is like 100 or whatever and I'm not the biggest genius in the world, but I feel like everything under like 115 is just, it might as well be retardation because the (laughs) things that the average American agrees with or thinks or says, like I saw this stupid fucking meme the other day that like uh, a poll was put out and like 54% of Americans said that they shouldn't be teaching Arabic numerals in elementary school. And there's, there's just such a like hatred for brown people in America that they don't even know the Arabic numerals are just the numbers we use zero right. through nine. That's that's Arabic numerals, right? Uh, as opposed to Roman numerals, which are like the I's and the V's and the little fucking X's and shit. Like I don't oh, you want them goddamn yeah. I don't want the goddamn Taliban letters all up in my school. <laughs> Yeah, the same and people that 54%. thought Corona beer was giving people fucking coronavirus. They're out there. Yeah, <laughs> the people that think that if you get a vaccine, you'll become an autistic person. Well, fucking retarded. My father-in-law's been given COVID vaccines. He says the hardest part is making sure you only get one microchip per shot when you draw it out of the fucking syringe or the vial. <laughs> that shit I mean, makes me laugh. Wrong. I'm I, not getting any vaccines because I don't like shots. I'm a fucking pussy, but <laughs> it's not because I think it'll give me autism. <laughs> It's pretty funny though. Like just listening to people go off. What had look? I'm gonna. I think I talked about this. My wife basically said I have to get the shot, and it's because they're giving the shots. I'm kind of in the red zone now. I don't have to get it right now because I'm not in the right category. But eventually, I will be on the list, which has like 700 people on it right now. By the way, that's pretty crazy. Is that all of Arkansas? No, not at all. <laughs> and what's funny is she actually had a moment in the beginning where she was like. Oh, they said that we are only going to get this much. They're a small business, man. There's like four people that fucking work there. And it was this whole process to get the shit. And they were like, we should do this for our community. If people want the shot, we should be able to give it to them because it's our fucking job. We give out vaccines, which is, you know, most vaccines are given by the fucking pharmacy, not a doctor. So, yeah, the whole process goes down, dude. And it's like these motherfuckers are saying if you open a bo- if you open this thing, there's this many shots and you better fucking not waste any of this goddamn medicine because if you waste it next time, we're going to give you a little bit less because you obviously can't handle this whole thing. And she's like, I'm worried. I need to have a list of people. And I said, I think you'll be OK. There's going to be a few people, I'm sure, that are going to want to get the shot, whatever. 
700 people later, like literally their phones have not stopped ringing like they're having a goddamn telethon. And these old people that have been locked in their house for a year are all pissed because they're like, all I got to do is get a fucking shot. Give me a fucking shot. Put me on the list. And then they call back three days later and they go, hey, am I on the, am I on the list? And then you got to stop and go flip through 700 names to find Miss Johnson and be like, yeah, Miss Johnson, you called three days ago. She's like, well, when am I get my fucking shot? I want to go outside and see my grandkids. <laughs> people are nuts, man. And, uh. You know, she she's had a lot. The workload's tripled, and she basically was like, you have to get the shot because I'm going to be interacting with a lot of people, and it's just, you know, for everybody's safety, your mom, my mom, let's just whatever. And I was like, I don't I don't know. I've been, you know, this, that, and the other. She goes, okay, change my mind. Now, my wife is smarter than me, which is a problem. She also has scientist friends that she talks to that are legit working on stuff. So when she was like, yeah, give me your facts, and I was like, all I have is the shit I've been reading on Twitter for the last three months. I don't actually have any facts. I've just got what I've read, which is probably nonsense. And I tried. It's like Tyson, fucking Ali. You know, I thought I was fucking nooing around, and she just caught me with a right pow. I was like, okay, yeah, you're probably right. So, no. At least you'll admit it. Look, man, it's funny because then she turned kind of my rationale of thinking and now I'm like, fuck it, I guess if I'm going to have to get the shot, I'm going to get the billion-dollar shot. I'm not going to get the one that's going to come out in eight months that they get made with cheaper shit and start pumping out of FEMA tents when they're like, everybody's got to get a shot. I know, I'm going to get the first-round shit, the shit they gave doctors and scientists and soldiers and firefighters and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Save me one of those. Yeah, I, I forgot about this until we started talking about it, but uh, I mentioned earlier about don't rope me into your racist bullshit thing. Yes. I, I, I always, I don't know why I always forget about this. There's story. a fucking segment title. Don't rope me into your racism. Yeah. Well, um, I used to work in Kentucky a lot cause I live kind of close to Kentucky. Yeah. And, uh, I was at a Walmart in like one of the bad spots of Kentucky, oh, which is, is like most, are there good spots? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there's, there's a couple of decent little cities that, aren't too bad. Louisville comes to mind. Um, Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You know how many times I've turned on cops and seen Louisville, Kentucky on a goddamn TV? No, dude. Oh, oh, there's there's crime, but it's, there's some cool people too. But anyway, um, I'm talking about the parts where it's like uh, cousin, sister, uh, wives. Like there's a lot of uh, that type of stuff going on. So I go to the bathroom and uh, it's, there's a handicap stall and a regular stall and I've got a shit like real bad. And, uh, there's an Asian guy in the handicap stall and he's not using the bathroom. Like he's just using it as a private place to talk on the phone. Is that how to... you knew he was Asian? I, yeah, because he was speaking. Was like, his, uh, you didn't guess tongue. by his fucking shoes. He just walked in. He was like, I'm all nine, y'all. <laughs> yes. And, uh, Normally, I would find that hilarious. I hope he was. I hope he was Mexican or fucking just a plain old white dude in there, just going ham on somebody's. <laughs> well, he was definitely Asian, and he was definitely having like a, a very, very long and heated conversation with uh, some lady on speakerphone, of course. Um, <laughs> and I could tell he wasn't using the bathroom because it was a handicap stall, and they're like. 10 feet long and he was standing right by the door and the toilet was like a stone's throw away from him. Right. So I'm like, I'm irritated because he's using up that stall and some other guy's pissed and then the other one, 
and there's urinals. That fucking irritates the shit out of me, too. We want another fuck you piece of shit. There's urinals. Stop pissing in the stall, you dumb faggot. What the fuck are you doing? People have to shit. What the fuck is that? I understand that if there's limited space, but if I go to the fucking like a, a arena where it's just a bunch of urinal things, I have a hard time pissing sand next to people. It's not even about my dick or anything like that. I'm just vulnerable, and it's hard to be elbow length away from a motherfucker. I have sure, a, that's fine, and yeah. you're a pussy for that. But I get it. Like- I piss on the floor in a sink. As long as I could have like a box, if I had like a just a little thing to put over my dick to where I could look around and just be like, nobody hit me. But I can't look at where I'm peeing and also not defend my life if somebody were to come in and try to attack me. Sure, that's fine. You're a coward, but whatever. <laughs> um, if there are two stalls and you piss in one of them when there's three urinals over here, you're a fucking faggot. And I I'll give you, you that. No, no, no. Um, so anyway, this guy, he gets done pissing and he walks out. And I, I'm looking at him with like kind of a side eye because I'm annoyed at him for pissing in a stall when I have to shit. And uh, I get, I go past him, I dart right into there, and I shut the door and lock it. And he, <laughs> I can hear him talking to another guy, washing his hands. And <laughs> he looks over at the other guy and goes, fucking ching chong, ching chong, am I right? <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm glad he did that to some other Kentucky podunk fuckface washing his hands and not me because if he had done that to me i probably would have pulled my pants down and shit on his shoe right there in the bathroom just because here you go buddy ching chong ching chong am i right <laughs> yeah. no i don't think that's what he said actually it was more like <laughs> no. ding i'm pretty sure he said bitch if you don't wire me the money i'm gonna fucking kill you when i get home but that's none of my business <laughs> take out your dagger and stab yourself in the heart you disrespect my whole family. I told somebody they should have a Black History Month show today and call it Name That Na 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 Na. Like an educational Black History show. That'd be pretty fun if you were like, this black person was da 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 da. Then be a good theme song. We could probably get one of our other theme song writing friends to fucking throw down on that, right? Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I know. Jake and Pepper collaborated on a, a song for your boyfriend, Louis Gay Homo, as uh, for some Steinfeld retarded shit he's going to do. And then Jake and I wrote a couple of songs for Ari Shafir for uh, his stuff. I think that's really awesome. I think the show about Seinfeld's fucking gay. And it's the only time that I even admit to like shitting on people online, especially people that I admire. Oh, my, my podcast icons. I think a podcast about Seinfeld's fucking stupid and gay, and I don't think it's a good idea at all. And every time I see a post about it, I either don't, like, I just flip it off, or I fucking actually, if it's irritating me enough, I will make a shit comment about it. <laughs> That's how much it annoys me. I think it's a dumb fucking idea. Yeah, nothing triggers me more than low effort shit, especially when, like, you've already built up an audience, and then you're just like, all right, I did the hard part, now I'm just going to be lazy and do a podcast about watching a tv show that's so fucking it's such a cop-out you can listen do a show about watching a tv show don't do a show about arguably the best tv show of all time i don't like seinfeld personally i don't think i've ever watched enough of it to really have an assessment but it's not my thing i've heard people call it the greatest tv show of all time what are you going to do to make that better it's a dude that's in your field 
And what are you going to do to make that better? Why not do another show? That was my whole thing. Seinfeld is a dumb fucking idea to do a podcast about. The Everything's been handled. Everybody's had a comment or something about the whole goddamn show. I said he should do the Cosby show. I think that would be fucking hilarious knowing what we know now. Or even Roseanne. Do a show that nobody's talked about in a while of another comedian. That would be cool. Not fucking Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, do something punk rock like that Archie Bunker show. I keep hearing about how racist it is. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on it. I know. That would be fun. Just go back and watch some other thing that has some kind of historical prevalence. Watch the Bernie Mac show. Bernie Mac is fucking hilarious, and he's dead now. You know? I watched an episode of that shit the other day. It made me laugh out loud. Yeah. I'd say just pick something that's not good or has historical, like, (laughs) racist roots. Like... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me to watch something good and just talk about how good it is. That just sounds fucking annoying. Or trying to make sense of it. Yeah, it just, what are you going to do to make that better? And that's the hard part I have with it. Like, I don't understand just hashing something up to have no opinion on it or to say the same thing that everybody else has said. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm not saying don't do it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'd rather watch something bad and make fun of it than watch something good and just be like, well, uh, that was pretty funny. I like the part where he said some funny stuff. Right. Watch the Andy Griffith show and make that funny. I dare you. Yeah. That would be pretty hard. That's a tough. I like black and white shows every once in a while, but some of them cheesy, corny ass old fucking shows, man. I don't understand. Like, it must have just been because TV was new and people were like, oh, wow. <laughs> Look at the picture box. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, one that surprised me was I Love Lucy. I actually got super into that show for a while. It's fucking good. Old TV shows are fucking great if you can get like something that either, like we said, has like a historical value, something that's like not ter- not terribly biased. Just right down the middle. The Monsters is fun. I like the fucking Monsters, and I've seen every time Equality or some bullshit happens, they always post that fucking video of Herman Monsters saying, remember, Eddie, you could ever be a rubber bro. Everybody should be treated all the same, even if you're a monster, you know. Unless you're a nigga. In which case, you chase them out of town with the torches. Even us Frankensteins know you gotta chase your niggas with torches. <laughs> I'm surprised he isn't in a movie somewhere dropping that like Pet Cemetery. that'd have been funny as fuck if Gage would have cut his foot and he was like oh you little nigga <laughs> <laughs> uh, old school uh, race is funny as fuck sometimes is it? sometimes I'm trying to think of some, <laughs> some old school racism that I happen to find funny um, Roots is kind of hilarious <laughs> Can I tell you, like, uh, you were talking about your black friend that plays ball. Like, it's nice to have one. Have you heard all the racist-ass songs, like the real racist songs from back in the day? Uh, I've heard a little bit of that. What was that fucking country faggot that, you know who I'm talking about, the one that wrote all the racist songs? (laughs) See, I hate this. He only wrote two racist songs. Fuck you, dude. His name is David Allen Coe. Yeah. He... like country music <laughs> i know you don't so i'm i'm just i'm defending david allen coe because he gets a bad rap here i'm not saying that he doesn't say the word what i'm saying is before he said the word he spent like 15 years in prison i think which is a long time and i think if you're a white dude and you go to prison and after that you should pretty much be able to say whatever you want to say i try to defend those couple times that he did say it because one is in context he's talking about his childhood it's trying like the devil to find the lord Working like a nigger from a room and board. 
coal burners served on natural gas, and if that ain't country, I'll kiss your ass. Like that's he's talking about his shit. The other one is hard to defend. <laughs> it's it's real hard to defend, and I've fucking played it for people and tried to explain it the best way that I've you know been told or looked into it because. I don't. I don't want to sit here and be like, "Yeah, that's okay." I guess because it's a terrible song. <laughs> and I might be thinking of somebody else. Like, no, that's the thing. Is in my day, he usually was the go-to for that kind of stuff because you know he said fucked up, crazy song lyrics in, in some of his stuff, so they just assumed it was all him. But it's not. Like, there's a lot of other people uh, that did, you know almost like racial propaganda stuff, dude. Like, hang on. There's one that I think you get a fun fucking, you get a little tickle out of. Just don't laugh or you'll be on camera laughing at it. This might not even be on the internet anymore in 2021. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) My thing is like, I'll never apologize for making a joke. Um, The only thing I'd ever apologize for is if I'm like specifically offended one person by being a dick to them a group of people i don't give a fuck it's all just jokes i i make i say some shit that i say faggot way too much i know that but like jake and i are are working on a special episode we're gonna do where we're gonna talk about redefining certain words and uh that's gonna be a big thing um i love that i've talked with people about it a lot of times and i think retard is should be first on the list i don't think that's my name right now yeah, I know. That's, I don't think retard should be associated with mentally challenged, handicapped, autistic, or any kind of people. I think it should just be stupid people that do dumb shit. Or little kids that can't throw balls. You know? <laughs> like, it's just, there's not really a better word for that. Michael Scott from The Office said it best. Uh, you never call a mentally challenged person a retard. You call your friends a retard when they're being retarded. <laughs> right. That's good. And that's I agree with that. You should take the thing back. Well, all my favorite words are very multifaceted words. Fuck can mean literally anything. Like, there's been tons and tons of internet content about how the word fuck can be interchanged with every word of every sentence ever made. Yes. I love that word. And honestly, faggot is a very multifaceted word. It can mean a lot of things. And you know it's true because you can identify it without describing it. Like, I can point to Ben Shapiro and say, that dude's a faggot. Without knowing whether or not he sucks men's dicks or not. <laughs> it's just the way he is. The way he is, is faggot. And that's just, it's self-defining. You don't have to describe it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't subscribed a lot to Ben Shapiro, but hearing him listen, or hearing him speak the the WAP lyrics, pretty much convinced me that he was a faggot. <laughs> so, yeah. Just, I, I don't know about you, but the idea of swiping my nose with your pussy like a credit card, that seems fun. I would probably wouldn't. I wouldn't tell you to stop doing that. I don't even really care if you were fat or ugly. Like, just, you know, putting pussy on my face is, that makes me happy. And Ben Shapiro yeah. sounded appalled. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Ugh. That's what I heard, and that's that's no bueno. <laughs> I don't care if he has a wife and three fucking kids. That's, that is the faggotiest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's a hill I'll die on right now. I'll... To, I'll take it to my grave. That dude's a fucking faggot, period. <laughs> you mind if I piss? Do you want to take your phone? You show me your stream, bro? Is it heavy? <laughs> I accidentally showed my dick in Discord the other day. That's hilarious. And, uh, accidentally. 
there was a female present. I felt really bad. See, I feel bad about dumb shit like that. I don't feel bad about anything I say. But yeah, it was a dick present. Yeah, go take a piss, man. I'll see you in a second. I peeked out a little bit of helmet, and I was like, fuck, that's not cool. Better be glad I didn't show the whole thing. I would have needed two fucking screens. Thanks, y'all. Are you ready to take a little break here now? Good intermission song. I love his fucking stuff, man. I like call and response. He's got that bit where he just goes, fuck you. And everybody goes, fuck you. Like back to him. That's I love that so much. It's like a heel angle, but also like crowd approval. That is a hard thing to fucking approve. Like to approve. It's a hard thing to achieve. You know, like I can't think of very many people right off the top that have achieved that. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably one of the only people. If you think about it, like from that hated love kind of fucking thing, it's it's a very weird balance you would have to find. And I think that's why I'm so enamored with fucking John Valby. Yeah, I want to well, suck his cock. I'm just, I'm sorry. I just want to blow. Jake and I have been kind of writing some original songs too, and. Before everything completely shut down, we we had uh, machinations on putting together like a 10 or 11 song album. And then once we got it finished, putting it out digitally and then playing some local shows just to have a little bit of fun and tell a couple of jokes in between each song and get some of that crowd stuff going and see if we're... Because it's, it's hard to tell when you make an internet product, um, people don't really give you that feedback that you're looking for. No. And it's real easy to get bullshit feedback, too. Like those little downloads that SoundCloud gives you to make you feel like people are listening to your show. It keeps yeah. you coming back every day and paying that monthly fee, which is nice. But at the same time, like, how do you really know? And, I mean, people will listen to just about anything, so you don't even know if half the shit you're saying is actually funny or not unless you get yeah. honest feedback. It's just background noise while some dude's fucking a babysitter. They're listening to Fart Mouth Podcast and just railing some fucking 20-year-old chick in the butthole with no teeth. That is the majority of our fans, yes. <laughs> Go Colts! Woo! God. Uh, I think I probably, you know, I've heard a lot of songs and I usually don't remember who they're by or what the name of the song is. You know the guy that sings uh, You Got a Friend in Me, like Randy Newman? Yeah. You Got a Friend in Me, that fucking dude. Mm-hmm. He has a song with the N-word in it a bunch of times. That's why I was thinking if you would heard it, you probably would have remembered it. Maybe if I heard it again, I might recognize it. But. Oh, I'm fixing to do it. Like that's, <laughs> I saw our friends from Mississippi, 
the heavyweight chumps introduced me to this song. In every sense, I, th- I try to tell at least one person a month about it. <laughs> because I don't know if I'm the right audience for it. <laughs> I think you are, and this is why. Like Randy Newman apparently was a bad motherfucker, and we can close with this. I know fucking it's getting late and shit, but uh, apparently at the time he was. A, this is a political statement song. Like he has other songs like that, and I didn't know that. I thought he was just I love LA. Like that was his fucking thing and that gimmick. No, he's actually a decent songwriter. He's written a bunch of stuff. He actually wrote the song "My Old Kentucky Home." If you ever heard that song, I think Johnny Cash sang it. I was sunshine's bright on my old Kentucky home. People from Kentucky really like that fucking song, but it makes them sound like retards, which is funny because that's the kind of shit he's into. Like he writes a song. So stupid rednecks sing along with it, thinking that they're singing it. What they don't understand is he's making fun of them through the whole song. But then you find (laughs) out he's actually making fun of everybody. He's talking about Northern people too. It's, it's a really great fucking song. So let me, let me bless you with this shit, dude. Not all my humor is racial. I mean, I make jokes about women and gays and rape, too. We don't talk about that stuff here. I just want people to know that not all my my show is about (laughs) black people. Just most of it. It's fine. So uh, I like rape jokes. I actually wrote a Would You Rather for you if you want to hear it after your song. I think you like making jokes about rape. I don't fucking like, I don't like rape jokes. I just like rape, rape. I can cut all this other bullshit out with the music. I, I might just do that. I don't know. It's your show. You can leave in whatever you want. There's absolutely nothing I've said that I regret. Right. So check this out. So uh, apparently this is him talking about seeing this dude named Lester Maddox, who was like, a, I guess, a politician, like a right wing, maybe even a Klansman dude. Like he was one of those kind of fucking dudes on a show and they're making fun of him and all that shit. So this is how the song goes. Last night I saw Lester Maddox on a TV show With some smart-ass New York Jew And the Jew laughed at Lester Maddox And the audience laughed at Lester Maddox too Well, he may be a fool, but he's our fool And if they think they're better than him, they're wrong So I went to the park and I took some paper along and that's where I made this song We talk real funny down here We drink too much, we laugh too loud We're too dumb to make it no northern town We're keeping the niggas down We got no... So the first time I heard that, I almost died <laughs> So I was like, this is the guy from Toy Story. He's not supposed to say stuff like that. And he doesn't even say, he doesn't say niggers. He says, niggers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same thing I told Pepper. I go, dude, what sucks is the first time you hear this song, you're going to be like, that was amazing. And then the second time, you're going to be like, that was still amazing. And the third time, you know, you're going to be walking through your house singing this to your goddamn self while you're taking a piss. Is it keeping the niggas now? <laughs> it's so terrible, but it's funny because it's it's a good song. Like, he's making fun of rednecks and fucking people in the north that think they're better than everybody else when it turns out they're just as racist as people from the fucking south. Like, this, it goes on. It's a great shit. The end of the fucking song is we're gathering them up from miles around. <laughs> we 
keeping them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that song now that you played it. Especially yeah. like that the way he says that word is uh it's pretty memorable. I love it. I I, I love like political kind of angles like that, and that's a really good one for him. That's how I know he didn't give a shit. I'll listen to Randy Newman all goddamn day. He's a fucking killer. <laughs> what was your would you rather? All right. Would you rather get raped in the ass by your best friend while he makes eye contact the entire time or <laughs> suck all 10 of a homeless dude's toes one by one? See, you said it's eye like, contact. So I assume that means I have to lay down on my back and like hold my balls up while my best friend fucks me, huh? Yeah. And, uh, well, you hold your balls up while he holds your legs up like he's Yeah, yeah, it's back. like, it's missionary. I'm just getting buttfuck missionary style? Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all, man. Well, you get the uh, the true essence of our shows. Essentially, we come up with the most fucking awful scenarios, and you have to choose between the, the lesser of two evils. Versus it's homeless. It's like a presidential election. I regret that joke. Man. This is all bad. Your jokes are bad. The fucking decisions are bad. It's all bad. Yeah. I think, and this is just purely, purely because I don't want to get penetrated by my best friend. I think that would cross some lines with our friendship. That I don't think you're ready to go through right now, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you fucking eat ass, occasionally you've probably done worse than a bum's feet, right? Like, how much worse could an asshole, like a dirty asshole, be than a bone's feet? Because I'm sure you might eat some clean asshole. That's cool. But I'm sure you probably ate a couple that weren't so clean. That probably weren't cleaner than a bum's feet. No. I'm As much of a fucked up person as I am, I'm also honest. And I've only eaten ass maybe two or three times, and it was very clean. Not even on accident? You just get a little too close to lose your way? No. I'm pretty accurate with my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I got a scope on mine. Is... I go down there with very clear intentions. Yeah, I get do. a little wild, but I, there's a box that I don't leave if I don't want to. It's like the strike zone. You just... <laughs> yeah. Low and outside. What the fuck are you doing, dude? You get away from my <laughs> booty hole. <laughs> yeah, I would probably lick the homeless guy toes. I just... I don't want to get butt-fucked by my friend. That's the hard part. I don't even know who my best friend is. Like... As an adult, it's a little sad to say, I think. But I don't know if I have, like, a best friend anymore. Like, I don't really talk to any one person on a day-to-day basis. Is that what a best friend is? I've, I mean, it is whoever you think it is. Yeah. I don't know. That, that would be the harder part of that thing, is trying to figure out who I'm going to let buttfuck me and look me in the eye while they'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it's kind of like the Yeah, same you're going to let Jake fuck you, huh? I would have to. Like, he's the only one because he's the only person to hang out with on a regular basis. Did you ask me this question just because you wanted to tell Jake that you want to fuck him? Is this like your ass backwards way of fucking making me bring it up? I don't like this game anymore, dude. Fuck you. Well, the thing is, like, <clears throat> it is it is a terrible thought to think about uh, making eye contact with a dude while he fucks you in the asshole forcibly. Like, against your will. Yeah, like, do you think it changes? Look at me in my eyes right now, Tyler. I'm fucking looking kind of at the camera, but the screen, like, just some dude looking at you right in your fucking face while you just 
I don't think that I would be okay with that. But on the flip side, the very thought of putting another person, let alone a home, a disgusting, like foot fungus infested homeless person's nasty snaggled ass toes in my mouth, like makes me want to dry heave. For sure. If you would have said boogers, I probably would have went with fucking getting fucked in the ass. If you were to say something like, would you let a bum spit hockaloogie in your mouth and you have to swallow it? Like I would probably get fucked in the butt to be honest with you. So you're yeah, writing almost, that down. Yeah, you're almost there. Like I, I think you were close. It's just, Feet are one thing. I can go to my happy place and just get through that, but I don't deal with, like, nose gunk of any kind. I don't <laughs> like boogers and snots and fucking loogies and shit. And if any of it ever got on me, I'd want to fight, like, immediately. And I don't even fight. That's what really sucks is I might get killed one day because some asshole fucking spits into the wind and I catch some loogie on my coat. And I'm just like, what you, motherfucker? And then I just get knocked the fuck out and die. <laughs> getting mad can I tell you one one last quick story because you just reminded me of it yes it's fucking disgusting oh come on with it okay so uh, a few years back uh, I got out of a long term relationship I was kind of in a weird zone of like trying to lose weight and like trying to get back into the dating game and uh, <laughs> I hooked up with this chick I went to high school with and uh, she came over to my place and this, this is like the first time I'd fooled around with a chick outside of that long-term relationship in a long time. Yeah. So like I was living like a bachelor, like messy room, fucking just yeah. shit Don't everywhere. Give a really. shit, chasing pwn, barely, just hanging yeah. out with your bros, playing video games, Mountain Dew, and, and empty plates, you know, bottles, cans everywhere, just, just gross. Yeah. Best and word. So she comes over. And it's just like an awkward situation because she just got dumped and she was like in an emotional weird spot and I was an asshole and took advantage of that. Blah, blah, blah. Cancel me. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> well, we hook up and we're all done and we're sitting in my bed and uh, she reaches over and grabs a water bottle off of my nightstand. Yeah. And she takes a drink of it. Uh-huh. And... Before my brain makes the connection of what's in that water bottle, she has already swallowed what was in that water bottle. Shame on both of you. So what I had done was the night before, I was coughing a lot and I coughed up a bunch of phlegm. And (laughs) I grabbed the closest thing, which was a half empty water bottle. And I unscrewed the cap and I spit like, I want to say... Uh, a half dollar size loogie of phlegm and snot and spit into this water bottle and left it there. And it had sat there for over a day. (laughs) See, it's not okay because like when you first said it, Tyler, I thought you were going to say you peed in a bottle. Like you were just, you drunk or something and you were laying there and you were like, you know what? I'm just going to piss in this fucking this Aquafina bottle or whatever. And then you actually said what it was and that made it so much fucking worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you could have done that yourself. Like you could have easily picked that bottle up and not even paying attention. So shame on you for doing that and not throwing it away. But also shame on her for just grabbing a rando bottle. Like that's brave. I... Bitch, if you didn't bring a bottle, don't be fucking grabbing bottles. <laughs> However, I'm OCD as fuck, and if I if I see a water bottle Check. sitting somewhere, Clearly. I don't trust. <laughs> period. I don't trust it at all. Like, 
I if I grab a bottle of water, I finish it or I throw it away. Period. There's no I grab something. I learned my lesson in high school. I drank enough chew spit that I know not to fuck with any of that shit. But she, uh, she took a big swig of it and she goes, oh, God, what the fuck was in this bottle? And I was like, let me see. And she handed it to me and I smelled it. Bro. The smell almost made me fucking throw up. And this girl took a big old drink of it. I couldn't imagine. And I was like one of those things where <laughs> she was pretty hot. And after that, there was no way I could fuck her or kiss her ever again so i ghosted her that is so fucking foul dude like the idea of it i think that was a would you rather i even either asked you on your show or wrote you one day about dip spit it's like would you rather fucking it was would you rather drink a bottle of your own cum or somebody else's dip spit and it's like that's a hard hard yeah that's a hard one for me no i don't know dude (laughs) that that, it probably would become like i wouldn't even do it like with a problem I don't like cum, to be honest with you. But if the comparison is that or somebody else's fucking loogie dip floaties, like, I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, dickhead. You fucking started it. Go away. Dude, other people's mouths disgust me. Okay, well, we can agree on that. Tyler, thank you for coming and saying bad words and talking about fucking disgusting things with me. I'm glad that we crossed paths and hopefully we can collaborate and talk about more fun shits in the future. But thanks for coming and, uh, you know, hanging with me. Like I said, uh, I like to set up to do shows and when they back out, I feel like I get the blue ball. So you filled my needs tonight, buddy. I hope it was entertaining. I had a good time. I hope you can get in a better fucking mood. You want to give plugs to your fucking show where you're all pissy and, Fucking mopey. You need some sunshine. Is it because we can't hug anymore, Tyler? Is that the problem? Do you miss hugs? You need those? Um, no. I, <laughs> I don't want to be touched by anybody. We've established that. Yeah, um, but a hug is different. I'm just, whatever. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, now that I'm over my sinus infection, I think I'll be in a better mood going forward. I still make a, a, a joke here and there. Uh, but if you want to check out my show with my buddy Jake, who is... Not long for this world because he tested positive for COVID and he's he just doesn't eat enough food to be healthy. Uh, check out Fart Mouth. It's spelled how it sounds. It's all one word. You can go to fartmouth.com and there's all kinds of buttons you can press that'll take you to stuff. It's going to be funny. And it's not funny, but just like the best case scenario is Jake does die. And we made fun of him and talked shit about this and it doesn't come out for like months. Or he rapes a kid or something. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> He'd be like, well, I got to put the episode out. <laughs> it's funny you say that because there's a lot of lore with non-offending pedophiles and Jake. <laughs> well, he looks the part, man. That's the problem. <laughs> the last time I saw him, it's just like, I don't know, bro. You got to go for another look, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out. I'm going to uh, fucking go in here and try to get some food on my, my Bud Light Seltzer. Well, eat and get some pussy and uh, think about bad words. Yeah, I'll think about bad words. No pussy tonight. It's Shark Week. Bummer. Uh, it's the only time that you can jerk off and not get in trouble in my house anyway. <laughs> well, a piece of advice my uncle gave me is her asshole's not bleeding yet. <laughs> and that was my conversation with Tyler. <laughs> oh, what a rousing one it was. Um, guys, 
Sorry it took so long to get this episode put out. Uh, Daddy's had a little nose clog. Uh, you can definitely hear it, but I couldn't wait any longer. It's been too long, and uh, I had this finished about a week ago. So I'm putting it out whether you like it or not. Hey, man, uh, I enjoy Tyler. I enjoy Fartmouth. I enjoy uh, his sense of humor. So hopefully, if you're still listening, uh, you can go and check out all of uh, the lovely uh, episodes they have to offer over at Fartmouth. Uh, yeah, man good times. I listen to them every week. Uh, Tyler's also doing a side project uh, in the Who's Right Patreon with Val, our dickhead friend from Discord. And uh, it's a game show, kind of like Jeopardy. It's Jeopardy, basically. But uh, yeah, man, he's uh, working on stuff and trying to be a a better podcaster, (laughs) more well-rounded. And uh, I enjoy listening to his content. So be sure to check them out. And uh, his partner, Jake, they're they're good guys and uh, they do good work. So, yep, that's that. Uh, I'm going to keep it short because I don't know. You don't want to hear me being all snotty. Uh, Just a heads up. We recorded the roast a couple nights ago. I'm going to be working on that and hopefully it will be out soon. Uh, I don't think it will be a month. (laughs) Just give me a little time to, uh, polish it up a little bit, but, uh, had a good turnout and had a lot of fun with my silly ass friends. So we'll be looking forward to that in the meantime, between time, like subscribe, rate review, do all that shit. Tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your friend's mom about the show. You can find me on Twitter at PoBoyPod. Also, that's it. I don't fucks with anything else. Twitter exclusive, baby. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to go to www.biobidet.com. Use promo code POBOYS. Get yourself a fine bidet product and clean your booty hole like a champion. It's the springtime. Spring cleaning. Rinse off that old sneaky shit shoot of yours and uh, live life a little more like a human being and not like a fucking animal. You never know. Some of these crazy assholes might buy up all the toilet paper. I'm looking forward to it, guys. If you go, I buy... A couple large rolls every time I go, just to make it look like I'm fucking hoarding toilet paper to try to send the world into a panic. So do that. Uh, don't waste money on toilet paper and uh, save a tree, you cunt. Also, cushydreams.com, K U S H Y dreams.com, Cushy Dream CBD. It's a flower CBD hemp product and uh, it's good stuff, man. I, I like to mix it a little bit on the days that. You can't just be completely stoned. It helps a little bit to reel you in so you're not just spacey all day. But also, you know, I've got a lot of muscle pains and stuff like that. And I believe that uh, that CBD really works wonders for uh, inflammation. So if nothing else, if you got a sore back, sore legs, you want to smoke a little fake weed, go to cushydreams.com. Use promo code POBOYS. You will receive 15% off your first order. And that's it. Thank you all for listening. And uh, I'll see you soon with the roast, the birthday roast of... Me. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Love you. Birthday. It's your birthday. If I die, carry me inside uh, the Lewis uh, They ask me what I do and who I do it for. Yeah. And how I come up with this shit up in the studio. Yeah. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. When I die, bury me inside the coach's So I call her Big Booty. Wrist moving, cooking, getting to it. I'm in the kitchen. Yams everywhere. Jim made a jewel. I got bands.
bands everywhere. Bam. You the really nigga breathing if I hold my breath. Bam. Referee will the whistle. <laughs> hold his tag. Extend no clip. Extend no roll. When your girl leave me, she need a house alone.
place. You in first place.